0: And praise the Lord Jesus. I'm just so happy I'm saved. I'm, just, I'm, I'm so glad I'm in church today. Oh, it's, just don't get too loud in here on the front row. Praise the Lord, somebody. Glory to God. Jesus is on the throne and you are seated together with him in heavenly places. Glory to God. Talk about a picket. Talk about a a book of tickets that'll never have an ending ticket. Glory to God. And you didn't deserve it. And he freely gave it to you. All he said is believe on him. Believe on him. What what are y'all doing over here? Doris, what do you got them doing? (laughs) No, I, I know better than everybody else does too. That's Kelly and Chris, so I'm, I'm even not real sure. Yeah, I, just Kelly and Chris. I'm, there's None of the ladies had anything to do with that. Uh, no, Gail didn't have anything to do with it, even though you pointed at her behind her back. <laughs> I, I gave, gave him up, didn't I? Put him under the bus. <laughs> uh, praise God. Good to see everybody this morning. Glory to God. We got a little bit cooler weather. Yeah. 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 A little bit cooler. Glory to God. We got some things coming up, folks. And I'm talking about some good things. Next Sunday, Dr. Chris Cody is coming. And I'm going to say, okay, uh, ma'am, I'd like to invite you to church next week. Okay. Special out-of-state visitor. He's a doctor? Dr. Chris Cody, yes. <laughs> awesome. He's, he's a doctor of good stuff. Great. And I'm going to give you that, and, and that means that you need to pass both of those out okay. <laughs> before it's all due.
1: Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Go. There's another one. I've got lots of friends. Out. Thank you, sir.
0: <laughs> At the end of church, Dion has a little surprise for you. She has a table set up for you to do all kinds of things. You can pick up the literature that we're passing out this morning, you can sign up for a to bring something to our dinner in two weeks. You can sign up to do some other things like volunteer and men. Uh, If you're a man in here, please say something. (laughs) Something, you know, come on, come on. Don't be silent in the church, man, come on, come on. Good golly. August 25th, 26th, and 27th, the men of this church are going to Remnant Church in Midwest City. So that is not like an all-day drive. That's like about 20 minutes from here. And I think anybody can make 20 minutes. I'll even be here and take you with me and load up as many as I can. I've I got my beast out there. It's a big expedition that's about two miles long. And so I could put eight guys in it besides me, I believe it is. So you can come there or you can go by yourself, but you don't even have to chip in for the gas, even though it uses probably five gallons to get over there, but joking, joking, joking. But you need to be there guys. This is for you. Friday night, Saturday morning. If you can't make one meeting, make two. That's called sacrificial. Yeah, that's right. uh, this is cool. Pastor Jerry Campers is the keynote speaker. He's one of our overseers for this church. I introduced him to Pastor Anthony, who is the lead pastor of Remnant Church. So we've got some things going. And there's one other white boy too. Yeah, there's two of us. So uh, we've got all kinds of speakers and stuff. I'm gonna have fun. It, this is the kind of stuff I love. You can register for it on, our Facebook page. You can race, for it on the Facebook page. On our Facebook page there's a link. Okay, if you haven't been on our Facebook page in the last <clears throat> few hours, <laughs> be sure you do that because Cammy lovingly does everything on there just for you. That's right. And there's a link on there. Just get on there and look at it. 2023 Men's Empowerment Summit. Ladies, you don't get one of these. Thank you, sir. we got any other men in here? Woo-hoo. Oh, there's some over there. Oh, there's one over there. And there, there's plenty more of these. I don't have enough for everybody. Thank you, Sarge, I appreciate you. By the way, Bernard's the only one that group that raised his hand. In this day and time, you need to be specific on your, (laughs) on your identification. Uh, Hallelujah. Identify as a donkey sometimes, so you know. (laughs) Speaking the prophetic work of God, amen. Uh, Wednesday, we're gonna continue. On uh, what lies of you believe, we've had some good time on Wednesday night. We're meeting in the office area on that long table, and I put a couple of additions in there. You're going to really enjoy that. Uh, I've got one to bring out this next week that's with one certain branch of the church. Nothing to do with you guys, but you've heard it a billion times. Well, 900 million times, and we want to talk about that just for a few minutes. And then there's another one that's really, really good that we haven't mentioned yet. And we're going to be segueing into how can you prove that the Bible is what it says it is. Okay? And we can't do it 100%. We can only do it about .999999999. But to people who are skeptics. But what I like to do about these things, you know, I do it so I can answer people. But at the same time, I love to dig into these things because it just strengthens what you know about God, what you know about the word, how you see his marvelous hand. Kelly and I were sharing before church several things. And uh, you know, Kelly, he talks a lot and I just listened. But anyway, yeah. we, I said, you know, it's like being in a Huey, you know, Huey helicopter. When I was in the Marine Corps Reserves, we let the Army Reserves carry us rather than the Navy because we were above land rather than water. You know, the Navy's our taxi service going overseas and stuff. But the Army was our taxi service then, so I'm getting both those guys back there pretty good. So. You get in a Huey, and they're a smaller helicopter, and they'll hold, I don't know, about a 12 guys, I think it is, something like that, 12 people. And they have a sliding door on the side, kind of like a van has, you know, and you can lock them open. And you can look out, and I remember going over Fort Worth about 1,000 feet in the air, and it's really cool. And we flew over my house one time, and I said, hey, that's where I live, right down there. (laughs) You know, 1,000 feet is not very high. That's like a 100-story building. That's like the Empire State Building is looking over, you know. And uh, I told him, I said, it's kind of like you're in that Huey, and all you see is that little window on the side and all that uh, gray paneling, you know, padding. It's all totally padded inside, so when they do this and that, if you don't have your seatbelt on real good, you'll need the padding. But uh, then all of a sudden, you reach up there and you slide that door open. And it's like beautiful blue skies with clouds floating over there and all the little people down there, you know, look like ants. Oh, those are ants. We hadn't left the ground yet. Uh, Anyway, and you just, you know, it's just a new day, a new experience. That's what reading the Bible is like. You, you know, and I, I know, I go on some, some curves down then, but he had another illustration. That was my illustration. His illustration was you driving on the highway, and you see a sign. It says one mile, monument ahead, or monument marker, or historical, historical marker, historical monument marker, <laughs> yeah. And you take the exit ramp, and there's this little area where you park a couple of cars, and there's this bronze plaque, and it said Daniel Boone came through here in 1798. Da 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 da, and it's fun. Teresa and I used to love to stop at those places when we hadn't been in the areas before and read what the monument said. We even stopped sometimes in Oklahoma, you know. So, it it's kind of like reading the Bible. You open the door. When you have an intention, like I'm going to read three chapters today, or I'm going to read about David today, or I'm going to, whatever. And you open the door and you see the beautiful air out there, the skies, the, all, all of the things down below, and the busyness of people, and you're above it. And it's just kind of chop, 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 chop. Yeah. Or you're driving down the road and you take that exit and you stop and you get something extra special. And that's the reason that a, that's a reason that when we read scripture, we like to take a section out of it, and read that section at a time because we don't know what kind of side trips we're going to make, whatever the Holy Spirit has in store for us. And sometimes that begins not only um, a, an understanding or a thought provoking that we may have wondered about, but it also gives us the opportunity to be exposed to what the Holy Spirit wants us to see, and then come back, put a little marker there. i, I have those little sticky arrows, you know, <laughs> stick on there and come back to it a little bit. Yeah. Finish what I'm going for. I got a pink arrow there and a blue one there and a green one over here, <laughs> you know. And, and it's, it's fun. Yeah. The Word tastes good. Yeah. So I, I, I want to encourage you all. Uh, get in the Word and enjoy the Word and live the Word. Praise God. Yes. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you're doing in the lives of every person at the church of tomorrow. We thank you, you're building your work. And we thank you and praise you that you're showing us the uniqueness of who you are and the, the heights, depths, lengths, and breadth of the love that you have for all of us. And we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity to walk in the God kind of life and let the God kind of life walk in us. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen and amen, praise God. Okay, last week we said, where did the money go? Zoom. I know probably nobody in here has ever had that problem. You woke up one morning and say, you know, I'm kind of getting a little short here. There's still some month left, it's kind of long and uh, we wonder sometimes about it. And uh, I, I love the opportunity just to share on some of these subjects that uh, easy to provoke people one way or the other. And I, that's one thing I love about our church because you listen and you check it with the word. And if I say something that you don't agree with, you let me know, combine. So you ought to, yep, for sure. But I'm not afraid to talk about tithing. I'm not afraid to talk about giving. I'm not gonna pressure you for those things. God wants to build a work here and it's gonna take more dollars, but he's gonna bring those dollars through you. Now, we do have some folks from time to time that give us that don't even come to church here, you know? And it may be $50 and we had one gift one time that was $10,000 a couple years ago. And that's like, wow. And and, uh, there's something good about Texas Because that's where the guy lives (laughs) So You know It's the single largest gift by far We've ever gotten But God told him and he did it And he had it And that's the right reason he had it So God could use it to do what he wanted to do And there was two churches in America That he picked out And we were one of them And uh, I just praise God For whatever he needs, and we were in our very early days, and, you know, uh, we, we needed it, and it's, it's helped us do some things we wouldn't have been able to do, praise God. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that. The, some of the main points that we shared last week were Abram, before he was Abraham, you know, his name was changed when he made covenant with God, paid a tenth or a tithe, that's what a tithe literally is, is a tenth, 10%, to Melchizedek and the Abrahamic covenant is still in place that was made then. Now, that wasn't the covenant making, but he paid tithes to Melchizedek and then the covenant was made later between him and God. But this is all a step in the covenant of Abram to Abraham being put in place. Being set up, being established, that there would be a covenant that's still on the books today. It didn't pass away. There have been some covenants that may have passed away, but, you know, the, the Noahic covenant's still in. God's still not going to flood this whole world with water, it's still there. Uh, the, uh, the Abrahamic covenant, you better hope it's still here because he's a father of our faith, the Bible says. Is without that, we don't have that connection of faith and without faith, you can't receive the gift of God. Now, the old covenant, Old Testament, it's passed away. It's done, it's been fulfilled. Jesus finished it. He took care of it. He fulfilled it. He came and did complete it. And we've got a better covenant based on better promises now. So that's, that is that. But Melchizedek was before the Old Covenant. And anything before the Old Covenant is probably a principle of God that flows through the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. So things happen at the cross. Some things are thrown away and some things are shifted from physical to spiritual. And some things are brand new. And so we need to discern that. And when we do that, then we see if it's for us or not. So uh, we, we, it's, it says there and that uh, he was also uh, connected with the word righteousness, which is really important, Melchizedek was. And so he's a type of Christ, it tells us, in both the Old and the New Covenant. So there are a lot of things there, and we I told you last week we tap, tap into a lot of that. We covered Proverbs 3, 9, which is the book of wisdom for eternity, and it says to honor the Lord with your wealth, and um, the increase, and it's real plain that that is talking to us today because that particular book, the book of Proverbs, is wisdom throughout the ages. Jesus affirmed the tithe we shared in Matthew 23:23. okay? And again, there's a rather strong tie-in to tithing and offerings to righteousness and then righteousness to the kingdom of God. So listen to last week's message. It will not hurt you, even if you were sitting here, it will not hurt you to listen to last week's message again. And if you're watching this on video, you may pick up last week's message on YouTube like you're watching or on our website like you're watching. So, take advantage, amen? Okay. What we did not cover last week, before we get into Melchizedek, pagan religions at that time did the same or similar things as far as the tithing goes. Um, And I'm just mentioning that to point out that if you didn't know this, Most all organizations need money to operate. <laughs> Duh. The church, God's storehouse, is an organization. So it's common sense that the church needs funding. We also did not point out that there were several forms of tithing in the Old Testament, actually several tithes, and we do not get need to go into those because we're in the new testament and the question may come up okay if there were say three tithes, three different type of ties that people had to pay in the old testament and malachi does say you need to have brought all of the all of the tithes and offerings okay why don't you teach about that today because i'll tell you why in just a minute because there's not but one tithe in the new testament that's the tenth as melchizedek was the propagator our instigator, our uh, person that started giving us the opportunity to see it's a principle in the kingdom. It is really simple. The Lord replaced those additional tithes with telling us to give above the tithe. Why? Well, it's again common sense. There are other things that the church can do beyond the ability of its congregants tithes that will require money. What are those things? Do you want to say yes or ask me to put it in your plate? I mean, lots of things the world needs to be reached. Amen, brother Damn. What are those things? Yeah. And it's because, and here's the main thing I want to point out. All those other ties, you don't have to worry about them because you have the Holy Spirit living in you. And he will lead you, guide you, teach you, train you, mentor you, and everything you need and he will tell you when to do offerings you don't have to look at the book they didn't have the spirit of god living in them they had the prophet the priest and the king you have the holy spirit in you the spirit of the living god dwells in flesh amen and so if he says put an extra two dollars in the offering bucket do it he says, put the title of your paid off home, do it. They did that in the book of Acts. Yeah. Don't get nervous. I've kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of share a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Anybody sweating? Hope not. We turn the air down. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's return a little bit to the book of Genesis to kind of re- revise our memories. Genesis 14. Genesis 14, 17. After Abram returning from defeating Kedalomer and the kings allied with him, the king of Sodom Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Shabbat. That's the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of the God Most High, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth and praise be to God most high who delivered your enemies into your hand. The king of Sodom said to Abram, give me the people and keep the, words, excuse me, keep the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, with raised hand I have sworn an oath to the Lord, God most high, creator of heaven and earth, that I will accept nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or the thong of a sandal. I'd make a joke about that, but some people may not like it. So that you will never be able to say, I made Abram rich. I will accept nothing but what my men have eaten and share that belongs to the men who went with me to Aner, Ishgal, Mamre, let them have their share. And I love it. To the Lord God most high, creator of heaven and earth. To the Lord God most high, creator of heaven and earth. He's alive today. Glory to God. Praise God. Got to wake this Methodist church up again. Hallelujah. And you Presbyterians and Lutherans. It's okay. He gets the glory, remember. And we get the fun. Thank you, Miss Camasita. She understands that. That's okay. You don't have to. I told her I was going to pick out a name for her. Unique, just like she is unique. <laughs> Praise God. Lord God, creator of heaven and earth, lives in you, lives in that person to your left, to your right. Oh my goodness. Talk about humility. That is a good example of humility if God, the maker of heaven, the maker of earth. And if you think earth is all that little, which it is in the universe, just try to walk around it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. And it's nothing in the universe, in the heavens. Nothing. He lives in you. Yeah. He lives in me. He even lives in Pastor Kelly. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I know because he's saved to the bone and through it. (laughs) And then some. We get to worship God, the creator of heaven and earth. This is my side trip. Glory to God. People ought to look at you and see that smile on your face, that jump in your step, and they ought to say there's something different about them. Because there is something different about them. It's Jesus. Don't put him under a basket. Put him on a stepladder and, you know, climb up, put a stepladder down climb up on the top of it and just shout sometime. Jesus! The shopping mall, I dare you? <laughs> Move it right along. I mentioned out of Genesis 15:6 that Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. When you believe, you're made right with God. Put your trust in Jesus. Whoever believes that God raised Jesus from the dead and confesses the Lord Jesus shall be saved. For with the heart you believe into righteousness and the mouth, the confession of your mouth is made into salvation. Righteousness, right standing with God, made pure and perfect in your heart, your spirit man, actually, which is part of your heart. Brand new creation that didn't exist before, that nobody on earth ever could make, ever will make. No facsimile thereof. Religion won't work. Saying the rosary backwards won't work. Whatever you think will work to get you to heaven, getting Dipped in water won't make you saved. It'll just show people I love Jesus and he did something inside and I'm showing you from the outside. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. Of course, you're not going to get filled unless you are saved. But it is a second experience. It's not all at once. Bible does not teach that, didn't do it in the spirit. book of Acts. We went through that before we're not teaching And the Bible tells us to be continually filled with the Spirit, Ephesians 5. So, we have got the best deal, not only on earth, in the universe, and it's unimaginable, that we take for granted. That we get up in the morning and go, oh Lord, good morning. I like what Smith Wigglesworth said. He said, I get up in the morning and I get up and start praising the Lord and do speed dancing all around the room. High power dancing. Well, that fanatic. Yep, you bet. That's the best compliment anybody can give you. Is you're wrapped up, tied up and tangled up with Jesus. Praise God. I love to talk about him. And and I, I love to encourage Christians to not let your little light shine, but to let that big beam shine across every step that you get ready to cross. To the side, to the left, and to the right, and behind you. Yeah, I got you back there too, hallelujah. You don't have to be obnoxious. You just need to be a peculiar people. Didn't say weird, said peculiar. Peculiar means there's something specifically different about you and it's tasty, it's good. People like it. Hallelujah. We said that uh, one of the titles from Melchizedek is King of Righteousness. We read the other place that he's mentioned in the Old Testament uh, in Psalms. Um, Psalms 110 Psalms 110 start with verse 1 the Lord says to my Lord let's talk about the Trinity sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet the Lord will extend your mighty sceptre from Zion saying rule in the midst of your enemies your troops will be willing on the day of battle arrayed in holy splendor your young men will come to you like dew from the morning's womb. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. Will not change his mind. Amen. He will not. Amen. You are a priest. The father's talking to the son. You are a, this is fully prophetic in the Old Testament. For you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Amen. Amplified says in the manner in order. The uh, apologetic study Bible says, like Melchizedek, the Jewish Bibles, this is great, <clears throat> you are priests forever compared with Melchizedek, compared with. There's a, there's a mystery about Melchizedek, but there's plenty of substantial information about him. That Jesus was released, not only not not that it wasn't the first place in the Bible, he was released in the, I believe it's Gen- Genesis three. Uh, you stomp his head. <laughs> I like that. It's better than any MMA deal. But here is, we see a glimpse through Melchizedek and the things that. He did the things that Abram did to him, the things that David, who was the prophet that was prophesying Psalms 110 said about him. Verse five, the Lord is at your right hand. He will crush kings on the day of his wrath. He will judge the nations, heaping up the dead and crushing the rulers of the whole earth. Ah, Resurrection time. And judgment time. That's a great chapter, verse 7. I'll fill it out. I didn't need to read it, but you should mark it down as homework. Because it's quoted many, many times in the New Testament. Glory to God. Now we go to the book of Hebrews. By the way, do you realize Jesus has a five, excuse me, a fourfold ministry? We have a five-fold ministry. Is it four-fold ministry? Well, number one, he's Lord, okay? Jesus is Lord, right? Number two, Jesus is the, our advocate to be able to bring us out of the darkness into the light. Jesus is our priest, our high priest, the highest priest there is that ain't nobody higher. And Jesus is our mediator, working things out. Father, please forgive them. I'm going to let one out of the bag for Wednesday night. And I don't mind picking on anybody because I believe a lot of Catholics are really good meaning people. But when they say, bless me, Father, I have sinned. Does that make sense? Bless me, Father, because I've sinned. No, they should say, forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. Now let me put myself so I can be blessed. Don't bless me because I've sinned. That may be picky, picky to some people, but it just makes sense. Read it, like it, they do it. And they say that all the time. You've seen it on movies. Maybe you've been to the confessional booth before. I'm not making fun of them. I'm just saying, think what you say, think what you do. Is it really sourced in the Bible or is it resourced in tradition? Jesus told people at his time, You've rendered the word of God to no effect due to your tra- traditions. Your traditions can override. And the Catholic Church firmly believes that you're saved by grace through faith and works. And works. Jesus plus nothing is everything. Jesus plus anything is nothing. So Catholic friends, please get saved. Put all your trust in Jesus. Not in the church. Not in man, not in the sprinkling of a, as a baby. Not from your mommies or daddies believing. But from yours. I'm serious. It's a matter of life and death eternity. It's good news that Jesus died and rose again for you. It's good news to put your full trust in him because you can't do what he did. You've already blown it when you was two years old and said, It's mine. You don't have to be serious this morning. You can put a smile on your face. I'm just I'm just I have this compelling desire to see people born again. To see people come to the knowledge of the truth. To see the world being changed because the church has an influence on it. Politics is not going to change the world. Just like Kelly and I were talking. I said, Kelly, if you throw a rock at me, I'll throw a bigger one at you. And, and he said, well, I'll throw two back at you. And he said, it reminds him of uh, uh, the roadrunner and... Oh, Bugs Bunny, I'm sorry. I was thinking about the bro runner. I'm going to put him in there. Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam, okay. I, I thought he I was going to talk about the Hatfields and McCoys. We don't need to fight. The Bible says, re- be reconciled. Okay, we need to work together. Now your thoughts are different my thoughts are different somebody else's thoughts, but let's work on it. You know something I don't know, I know something you don't know. Let's get together and we'll get everything done right. What happened to reconciliation? People make mistakes. People look at you and called you a bad name one time. Did you forgive them? Somebody could pull a gun out and shoot your best friend, you're supposed to to forgive them. Jesus forgave you, sinner. Forgave you and what he went through to get you forgiven. My gosh, we look at him and then we'll know a little bit more about how we're supposed to treat people. Yeah. It's not going to do any good to bash a homosexual. It's not going to do anybody any good to tell somebody they're stupid or crazy because they cut off their breast when they were 14. Trying to reassign their gender. It'll do good to tell them that you've got good news for them. That regardless of what they've done in the past, regardless of what you've done in the past, Saul, who became Paul, was a murderer of Christian women and children. And God made him to write more books in the Bible, in our New Testament, than anybody else. And we want to call somebody blankety blank, blank, blank. Or we want to give them a happy sign when they drive by us. Come on now. I'm getting into your mess today. Don't you turn that dial off. Don't you click me down. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. Love has a responsibility. Golly, got quiet again. Love has a responsibility. If you love somebody, you have responsibility to that person. And sometimes love is hard to do. That person that did that to you or did it to somebody else, that's really when it gets bad. You know, if if somebody does something to somebody I like or a loved one or somebody in my family, it's a lot harder to forgive them for that than it is if they just come up to me and hit me with a wet noodle and raw egg but it doesn't make any difference. The Bible says, if I don't forgive them, my prayers will not get answered. I can't live like that. And so what I do is I obey and I get a talk with Dan to say, you're gonna obey this with the right attitude, boy. I can't do that with the wrong, I'll forgive him anyway. No, you forgive them because you mean it. It's like you repent, you mean it. You repent with repentance not to be repented of. In other words, you mean it not just because you got your hand in the cookie jar. My gosh, he went to meddle today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's truth. It's truth. Well, that particular guy did this or, you know. I remember one time loaning a guy some money. It wasn't a couple hundred dollars either. I had to work through that emotionally. I forgave him pretty fast, then I realized I still got something that needs to be dealt with. I need to get emotionally untied to this deal. And you know what? He's done well since then, that was decades ago. And I'm glad he did. I'm glad he made a curve, a turn in his life. And uh, it may have been because of the money that I owe him. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I was supposed to do it, so I did it. And you know what? God gave me some more money. (laughs) He gave me some more money. Uh, If I was to be honest, I didn't miss it. I didn't. My kids still had plenty to eat. I still had gas in the car. Still had the payments on everything. On time, Mm. yeah, because God is God, and he works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called to his purpose. And you have a calling to the purpose of God in your life as you sit in that seat today, as you sit in that seat today or lay on the floor or whatever you're doing watching this. Don't be watching this going down the road now. You can listen to it audio-wise. Okay, making sure then we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity for eternity for someone. You can release the gift of Jesus. It's like if if somebody gave me, Chris gives me a hundred dollars and says, give it to somebody. I get to give somebody a hundred dollars. I don't put it in my pocket and say, hey, thank you, Chris. He said, give it to somebody. You probably know who, who needs it. And I say, yes, sir. That gives me joy. I was getting my glasses adjusted the other day and there's a woman in there with the boys about 11 years old or so. And uh, they're getting ready to leave. And I walked up to the 11 year old boy and I said, hey, this is the first time you ever had glasses? He said, no, it's second. I said, well, you know, a lot of times the customers have to help out the people here. I said, if you get your glasses for the second time, you're supposed to get this. I handed him a $20 bill and walked off. And he goes, thank you. <laughs> and as I was driving off, his mom waved at me. Makes me feel good. Yes. You know, that kid will remember that. Yeah. And I, I always sneak something in there about Jesus, too, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Why not? And just the fact that I did it. Says something. And you know what? I ain't broke. I still got 20 bucks in my pocket. In fact, I probably have more than that. Don't be telling me you need some money this morning now. (laughs) Oh, we have fun. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter five, verse one. better run a little faster here. I've got to give Kelly at least two minutes at the end. <laughs> Hebrews chapter five, one. Every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent them in matters related to God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray since he himself is subject to weakness. This is why he has to offer sacrifices for his own sins, as well as for the sins of the people. And no one takes this honor on himself, but he receives it when called by God, just as Aaron was. I'm just giving the foundational, where we're coming from. Then in verse five, in the same way, Christ did not take on himself the glory of becoming a high priest. But God said to him, you are my son, Today I have become your father. That's talking about his his place in ministry and the fact that he's uh, the word incarnate. He's the word encapsulated in flesh. And he says in another place, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The father told the son that in the order of Melchizedek. And how much do we know about Melchizedek? Not a lot, except he received tithes. Mm -hmm. He was the king of righteousness. Verse seven, during the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. He had to go to Gethsemane in order to go to the cross. Verse eight, Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered and once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him and was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. So many times it keeps coming back. Hebrews six, I'll skip a few verses not changing any subject or having influence on what we're talking about. 6.16, people swear by someone greater than themselves and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Now, I love Jesus, the anchor of our soul. Our mind, will, and emotions are chained to him. Yep. the hope of Jesus keeps us mentally healthy. You hear a lot about mental health needs these days. Jesus is the answer to that, just like he is. Just about everything else. Anything else that counts, he is. The anchor of our soul, it's just uh, firm and secure. A firm anchor means the boat ain't going anywhere. The ship ain't going anywhere. It's secure in him. The Bible says no man will pluck you out of his hand. And if you want to give up, you can if you mean it. A lot of us have said, I give up. And then we repented a few minutes or a few hours or a few days later. If the truth was known. Yeah, I'm talking about you and me. Hebrews chapter 7 we'll be closing after this one. This Melchizedek was king of Salem and priest of God most high. He met Abraham returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him and Abraham gave him a 10th of everything. First the name Melchizedek means king of righteousness. Then also king of Salem, which means king of peace without father or mother, without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life resembling the Son of God, he remains a priest forever. There's a lot there. Just think how great he was. Even the patriarch Abraham gave him a tenth of the plunder. Now the law requires the descendants of Levi who became priests to collect a tenth from the people, that is, from their kindred, even though their kindred are descended from Abraham. Verse six, this man, however, did not trace his descent from Levi, yet he collected a 10th from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. And without doubt, the lesser is blessed by the greater we give to Jesus. In the one case, the 10th is collected by those who die. But in the other case, by him who is declared to be living. One might even say that Levi who collects the 10th, paid the 10th through Abraham because when Melchizedek made Abraham, Levi was still in the body of his ancestors. King James is still in his loins. In other words, he's progenitive, passed on. So Levi actually paid tithes because Abraham paid tithes. You want to bless your kids? Be a tither. Verse 11. If perfection could have been attained through the Levite, or excuse me, Levitical priesthood, and indeed the law given to the people established that priesthood, why was there still need for another priest to come, one in the order of Melchizedek, not in the order of Aaron? For when the priesthood is changed, the law must be changed also. He of whom these things are said belong to a different tribe and no one from that tribe has ever served at the altar for it is clear that our Lord descended from Judah. And in regard to that tribe, Moses said nothing about priests. And what we have said is even more clear if another priest like Melchizedek appears, One who has become a priest, not on the basis of a regulation as to his ancestry, but on the basis of the power of an indestructible life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You are a priest forever. That settles it. Praise God. That's my Jesus. That's my father, what he said, what he did. Glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God. Two weeks from now, we're gonna finish this up. It's gonna be part three. Next week is Dr. Cody. Be sure you take all the cards today. We won't need them next week and pass them out. Invite somebody. It's an opportunity for them to be introduced to our church. Or if they're solid in their church, leave them alone, but like, you still invite them. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to tie them up, throw them in the back of your car and keep them there for a week. And then unleash them on Sunday. We don't do that, do we? I, I just, we have such a loving, caring God. And he's done everything necessary for us to be his kids, but prospering in the fact that we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Yes. That's our airship, that's, that's who he's made us. You know, royalty, you don't get to be royal because you get picked, you, you're royalty because you're born into it. And when we're born again, we're born into the royalty of the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who is Lord and King and High Priest forever. Hallelujah. Well, yes. that ought to raise a dead right there. Yes. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. Yes. We need to understand, realize, grasp what he's done for us. Every second, every day of our lives, get up in the morning and do some of that high-speed dancing that Smith Wigglesworth did in his own bedroom. That's as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. Praise him, thank him, give him glory and honor. By the way, do you know what Judah means? I didn't hear you. I can't hear you. It means what? Uh, Judah means praise. And praise does what? It stills or paralyzes the enemy. He's going along, he's coming right after you, then you praise him. There's a wall there. <shr qualifications> Switch yourself to God, resist the devil, he'll flee! Hallelujah! Run into terror. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. I might turn Pentecostal someday. (laughs) Kelly, come on up.
1: He said that I'm wild. Well, if he's wild, if I'm wild, I don't know what that was. (laughs) Ah. Amen. Father, thank you that the word has gone forth with power. Hallelujah. With clarity. And I just thank you, Father, that we take it, receive it, and we run with it. Hallelujah. Just like Habakkuk says, Father, write down the vision, make it plain so that a messenger can pick it up and run with it, Father. And we're those messengers. We're going to pick up the word and run with it in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to remind everyone we have a, uh, a wonderful church library back there. Uh, one of the books that we've just recently gone through called The Awe of God. I notice that someone's already partaken and, and is, uh, I guess, reading it now because it's not over there at the moment. So, uh, Partake. There's another book called An Appeal to Heaven by Dutch Sheets. Powerful, small, little book. Uh, Reese Howells' Intercessor took me six times to start reading before I finally pressed through and actually read it because there, there was just so much. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. But it's Intercessory Prayer, in amazing book on uh, prayer. Developing the Leader Within You by John Maxwell, one of the most powerful leadership, leader, pastors that I've ever known. So uh, look at that. The Unshakable Truth by John and Sean McDowell. Uh, getting you uh, firm in your understanding of faith and and uh, uh, being able to testify and and uh, defend the word of God. Amen? Amen? Many others that are over there, I encourage you to look over and, and check that out. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, Wednesday at 7. Wednesday. What lies have you swallowed? Pastor Dan kind of did a little bit already of it uh, this morning, as he said. Uh, We've been enjoying it. We've uh, been uh, taking down the lies and putting on the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next Sunday, August 13th, Dr. Chris Cody is going to be in town. Do not miss it if at all possible. Bring people. Bring uh, people. Bring your neighbors. Hallelujah. I didn't say go to the cemetery and dig up your grandmas and grandpas. No. Okay, I didn't say to do that. I just said, you know, to touch your neighbors, you know, touch those around you and uh, bring them on in. Hallelujah. Now, sometimes we might shout loud enough to maybe uh, pull up a few dead people from the grave, you know. So, But that's all right. (laughs) Uh, Jesus, when he rose from the dead, I think there were a few people who came up from the grave. Hey, wait a minute. I'm going on to another subject there. All right. August 20th. Everyone say August 20th. We have a few things going on on August 20th, which is two Sundays from today. Yes, it is August, by the way. Okay, so if you've been putting July... Oh, you're you're old back there a little ways. So August 20th, two things taking place. Look at your neighbor and say, two things taking place. Number one, if there's baptisms, if you're interested in getting water baptized, hallelujah, a public profession of your faith... Hallelujah! Uh, sign up online, or you, there's uh, something in the back uh, toward. I think it's the back door, the front door, isn't it? Yeah, there's a uh, big uh, table with black uh, uh, covering over it, and uh, Diana's put it all together. And uh, so you'll want to uh, sign up if you want to be water baptized. And then also there is a church barbecue after the service. So there's a, a sign up sheet. Uh, for who wants to bring the food and who wants to bring what. And so I don't know about you, but I want to have plenty of supply, okay, a a variety, okay, and so that when we sit down, we just don't have fruit salad. I like fruit salad, but... (laughs) And then August 25th and 26th specifically, it also goes to the 27th for the men, are the, is the Men's Summit at Remnant Church on East Reno and Post uh, in Midwest City. Been there, love the people there, amazing group of people, amazing pastors. We need as the body of Christ to learn to get together more often and not go, ew, they're from another church. Come on, we're the body of Christ. We're not separate, we're not different. we're all together. Hallelujah. Pastor Jerry Campers is going to be the guest speaker and then Pastor Dan's going to be involved in a uh, what do you call, what did you call it? a panel discussion. So uh, be available guys to come on, the, on those uh, dates. Hallelujah. stand please everybody. Hallelujah. Today is the day that the Lord has made and what? We will be rejoicing and be glad in it, okay? And then tomorrow is the same thing, and then the next day is the same thing, and then the next day is the same thing. God's an unchanging God. He always has the same plan. It's right there. Hallelujah. We get to have the joy of walking with Him in it. Hallelujah. Stop along the way. Smell the roses. Hallelujah. There's a great journey. Hallelujah. Don't just start looking at the destination and that's it. Hallelujah. It's time to what? Enjoy the journey. You've heard that before, haven't you? Hallelujah. Stop and smell the roses. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, Father, that you are good. All that you do is good. We thank you, Father, that we take what we've uh, uh, received today, Father. Hallelujah! And we and we move forward with it. We carry it with it. Uh, carry it with us, Father. And we thank you that the anointing is upon us. The burden removing, yoke destroying power of God is upon us and in us to be released through us. Father, for this week, and we just thank you that everything that is set before us, we will do it with our might, Hallelujah! because your spirit goes with us, hallelujah, through, and we praise you for the results in Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said, amen, amen. amen. now go in the blessing, the power, and the love of God, amen, amen. hallelujah,